What if there's a world where you can hang out with the Smurfs, chill with Snoop Dogg, become a roller coaster tycoon, and fight off The Walking Dead? A world where you could build anything, play games, build games, all the while making money from it. Hey everyone, this is Rick, and welcome back to the Seed the Startup Journey, the entrepreneurship podcast sharing the origin stories of amazing founders and the companies in 20 minutes. Today, we'll be chatting with Sebastian Bourget, the co-founder of The Sandbox, a blockchain-based gaming world with some incredible partners. Even Adidas recently purchased land in The Sandbox and will now be building experiences in their metaverse. Without further ado, let's explore Sebastian's journey. Hey Sebastian, thank you so much for coming onto our podcast today. You are the co-founder and CEO of The Sandbox, which is a blockchain-based virtual world where players can build their own gaming experience. And I own some land in The Sandbox as well, but I actually found it pretty challenging to explain to my dad like why I'm spending actual money to buy virtual lands. And I'm sure some of my audience might have the same question. So can you quickly go over kind of what The Sandbox is and maybe why some people are spending thousands of dollars on virtual land. Hi, Rick. It's a pleasure to be with you and to discuss with one of our landowners, member of our community, and uh, I would say early adopters and builder in the metaverse. So uh, definitely. So I would say Sandbox, to put it in simple terms, it's essentially a gaming virtual world where users and players truly own their creation, 3D assets, games or the content they earn as they play and engage into experiences and can monetize it the way they want through the use of NFTs and send the utility token of our platform. We've been uh, building the sandbox for close to 10 years now, um, actually uh, yeah, 10 already, um, but more recently this new version that's the 3D multiplayer, multi-platform and use blockchain technology since uh, the end of 2017, when we saw the first CryptoPunks, the first CryptoKitties, and we saw the potential to combine the technology of NFTs with user-generated content and thus enable turn players not only into creators, but enable those creators to earn revenue from the work and values they contributed to the platform. Because that's our background, that's where we come from. We come from having 10 years of experience into gaming and having a success on mobile with 40 million installs where uh, users largely contributed to that success through the 70 million uh, player-made creation they did using uh, this. And that frustration we had uh, as founders, as, as entrepreneurs, to not be able to reward and retribute the creators that contributed to the success overall. Uh, that's our mission, I would say. Like We're aiming to build a new digital economy where creators and players, anyone who gets engaged and participates, giving time, actually gets rewarded for the value they, they bring, whether in production or into uh, participating into activities and engaging in social um, games, into events, concerts, and more into our virtual world. We also have been uh, bringing more than 165 brands and IPs into that world. That include uh, Snoop Dogg, Atari, The Walking Dead, uh, Power yeah. Row, Smurf, Kerberos, etc. So it's a very diverse, multicultural world that includes IPs, brands that you might be fan of, uh, whether you are based in the US, in Europe, or in Asia as well. And it's the only place in the world where all of those IPs are combined and you as a creator 
can use content from your favorite IP to make your own games, your own experiences, and start uh, by publishing them on the world for other players to play those stories, adventures, etc. And you monetize it. So brands embrace user-generated content and let users monetize the content they create with their content. Ultimately, uh, I think, uh, and that's my opinion, but I, I think like why people value virtual land more, sometimes more than physical land, or actually decide to invest into a land parcel, it falls down to uh, the idea of like, you're part of a community, you truly own that land and you decide where uh, that land will be. So you can pick a neighborhood next to Snoop Dogg or a neighborhood more to a sport brand, a gaming brand, your favorite Hollywood show, etc. And because your fan and other fans who picked land there as well, you know somehow that you and your neighbor, you, you create experiences around the same thematic and you can work with your neighbors on creating something even bigger ultimately. Mm -hmm. So you, you belong to that community of creators. You're supporting a whole digital economy. You might, if you're not skilled yourself, you can hire other creators, uh, artists, talents that will help you to bring your ideas come to life. And ultimately, you can monetize that effort, that investment of time, energy, passion, through by the revenue that your experience will generate. So it's almost like a real physical world, brick and mortar shop or restaurant energy, except like your skill, your talent is applying into a virtual world where I would say the only limit is your imagination rather than the laws of physics or uh, some boundaries set by uh, government and other establishment system that, well, you never choose from, you just inherit because you're born in this country and well, that's how it is and how it's been done for centuries before. Um, yeah. Did I miss anything in why you decided yeah. <laughs> to be a landowner? No, I, I think that was that was a really uh, good explanation. Also, super exciting as well. And I'm really curious about kind of your personal journey with this because, as you mentioned, like you've been working on this for over ten years. Like, when did you decide that you wanted, you know, become an entrepreneur and launch your own thing and create this game? Well, I think I have. Somehow, I, I, I'm almost destined to be an entrepreneur. Like I've been uh, co-founding four companies with my business partners for now 14 years. Three of them have been acquired before, and I like the challenge. I like the resilience and then thinking through uh, like designing products that millions of users will be using. I want to empower those users. That's always been something that's driving me. Like. How do I allow people to create more, to create things that like, they never thought they would be able to do? And well, yet now we provide them those tools and they discover they have new skills, new talent. How do I push and support people so that they feel there is no risk to do that? And then when you feel there's no risk, you know, your creativity expands. Like you feel like, oh, now I, I'm not pressured anymore by many parameters that comes from like your social pressure, the need for like just doing a job to for supporting your living, but now like living from your passion and because you're good at it and you enjoy it, you can thrive at it. And that's reflects into the creator economy on one side. And now something new, also the, the play to earn economy where us 
uh, like I've been growing as a kid, playing a lot of games, spending a lot of hours. So I've been millions of people from my generation, and we've all been told by our parents like you should stop doing that and do more serious things. You're not going to make a living if of that, yeah. etc. And we've been able to, I hope, to prove them wrong and prove them wrong not just by becoming the most competitive e-sport athletes, but just like doing the things I enjoy most of the time. And because I might be good at collecting resources, solving some challenges, quests, etc., uh, potentially derive a revenue from the asset I earn or the sun I earn as I engage with this world. I'm also quite passionate now. Like, like it's really yeah. exciting to see every day uh, as I just open my social media feed, everything that people have been creating with Sandbox and I was not even aware about, you know, like say, like they're really liberating the different creation tools. They are finding ways on their own to monetize, to engage communities with it. That's really comforting us with the idea that we're offering something of value for everyone and we should keep building, engaging, and we're in the right direction. Yeah, and I think you definitely uh, proved my mom wrong. Like I was, the sandbox basically introduced me to like Zed Run, which is one of the uh, horse racing game. And I was basically making some money off of just playing that game. And my mom was like pretty, she was kind of confused at first, but I was like, wow, like this is actually like really a, a kind of world changing technology. So yeah, definitely. Um, so glad to hear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I'm curious, like, cause I know like this is a super like it's complicated, like company that you're building. Like there's so many pieces to it. How did you even know where to start? <laughs> like, how did you get started? Oh yes. Sometimes what people don't realize about the sandbox is not just a game. It's an actual platform, a platform that comprehends several products. Like some of them you can download. Some of them are just a manifestation of things you will see. Uh, like uh, we have our Vox Edit, our 3D editor and modeler, which also allows to animate the marketplace, the map, the blockchain, which is the underlying technology supporting this ecosystem, uh, the game maker, the game client, the multiplayer, the avatar, the content, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things around. So Sandbox company has been growing in terms of people. We are close to 120 around the world. It's not easy every day to, to design and complement all those aspects. But I would say, like, where did we get started? We, we started with content first. We believe that it's not just about creating tools and basically handing them over to users and hoping that users will doing something great with them. It's about having tools and then building the con some content, some good example of how those tools the possibility offered by those tools to inspire other people and by offer, inspiring them, offering them templates, example of content that they could uh, do with that. Then we are setting a certain benchmark. We're also push, we're, we're pushing and educating more and more people to the software with various incentives that supported by our creator fund, game maker fund uh, from the foundation. And we grow overall ecosystem that goes along uh, the development of products. So that's important. That's how uh, the community of Sandbox has been growing progressively and get engaged with the product for the right reason. And that's why over time, we're now seeing more and more content being produced using Sandbox. 
Got it. And one thing that I learned from like just chatting with a lot of entrepreneurs is that like this journey is never easy. And I'd imagine for you as well, there's probably definitely a lot of challenges or failures along the way. So could you maybe share with us, you know, maybe some of your darkest moments or your hardest challenges along the way so far? Well, uh, I don't remember a specific moment. I, I, I think there's always a moment where you might be in disagreement with certain choices, some moment where you might fight, find it's really hard. What I try is always by the next day, to think through again the same situation and try to see like how can I make an opportunity of that challenge? Like, is there another way I can approach it? And it's true, like being an entrepreneur is not something like you're not alone. And what matters is to have a good team behind that supports you and that will help to build that vision as long as they are understanding why they are making things. It's more helpful to drive change, to go through those challenges all together and try to solve issues to those problems all together. Got it. And also kind of going back, you know, to the sandbox, I mean, as you mentioned, you guys have a lot of like very impressive partnerships and IPs like The Walking Dead, recently Snoop Dogg, Atari. So I'm personally like really excited for your launch. And I'm also curious to hear kind of what your vision is for the sandbox or even for the blockchain game overall. Like, what do you think the future looks like? And maybe five or 10 years down the road, would it be like ready player one? It, it will be, it, it will be in some sort, not exactly how the science fiction movie is projecting it with us wearing like VR outfits and playing mm -hmm. around as us. But I do think like we're heading to our future where like all users truly own their digital assets and there's no way back to not owning it. Like once you start to, to understand the benefit of NFTs and being able to transact, sell and monetize assets with other users or even earn revenue from playing, you don't get back to playing free to play where you have to pay to continue and progress. Like better than free is actually getting paid or <laughs> that's how I approach it. The... Um, we're seeing an acceleration since uh, the beginning of this year of adoption in awareness among the, uh, the general public into like a whole culture that's building around that universe. And that culture started with avatar profile picture and crypto yeah. art and collectible, but is evolving quickly into gaming assets and NFTs with a real utility and a capacity to generate yield, which, well, for gamers, it's essentially what gamers are doing all day. They like they make choices on which equipment they should get or upgrade in games, or like car parts, etc. So that like they get better at it. Like they can do the same thing and earn more or pass the next challenge. So that's very well fitted in a way. Like gamers are without knowing they are great financial analysts, and <laughs> they can now they can combine both and make best of the both world and earn revenue from that knowledge. And, and that's how also like finance education becomes fun again in a way. I would say. Where where are we heading? Like ultimately, vision of Sandbox is to become a decentralized virtual world, which will be 100% owned by its users. Like all land will be in the hands of users. All sand, the key token of the platform, will be in the hands of users as well. Uh, and that world will be then governed by the community through a DAO, where users can vote on key parameters, priorities on roadmap, uh, ways like the foundation should allocate its fund and ways that the land in reserve should be managed typically, but there will be many more possibilities, I, I suppose. 
ultimately, the sandbox will become a platform for many play to earn games to launch. Mm. And then will might the next big blockchain game hit would might be born in sandbox directly. That's, uh, I would think that's ultimately the holy grail, but if, without even thinking about that, uh, we plan to enable landowners to publish their experience, to launch their own NFT uh, ticketing system, so gating access to their land or portion of their land through the ownership of an NFT, launching like their own season battle pass, so we call it season pass in Sandbox, and offering rewards based on different tiers of engagement for users, which uh, will allow like any of the 166, 464 owners of land to launch play to earn season. And for users who come to have like plenty of choice of where would I want to earn, spend my time and earn a revenue today. Is it by attending a virtual show? Is it by participating in a fashion contest? Just chatting with friends at this virtual cafe, uh, taking a yoga, virtual yoga class, playing some games, winning at some uh, like parkour game and trying to do good leaderboards, participating into this narrative adventure, etc. I, I believe the possibilities becomes infinite there yeah no it's definitely super exciting and you guys are kind of making it seem like an achievable possibility so yeah I, I love what you guys are doing so uh do you have any like advice for someone like me who's still a student but i'm interested in potentially you know becoming an entrepreneur or maybe even launching something in the blockchain or the metaverse space well i think you're really it's great that you take a step in you start to to play and double with NFT, you understand them, uh, you understand like what it means like to engage with a play to earn game, which is Zed Run. You probably have started to choose which stallion you want to pick, uh, or breed maybe, and which is will increase your chances of earning. Uh, I'm sure like after that, you will probably make a step towards like DeFi, trying to understand if I stake those NFTs, what can I do? Can I take a loan from it? What if I take a loan? Can I maybe buy another NFT to increase my yield or are there other incentives for liquidity pools and so on. And all of that builds around you um, some culture, some know-how that mm -hmm. I don't think you will get at a traditional school or university. And those are great skills that you have that will prepare you for uh, uh, becoming maybe more uh, entrepreneurial already. You, I feel you, you have already that characteristics and becoming entrepreneurial doesn't need necessarily to start a whole company with thousands of people. You can be entrepreneurial and decide like, look, I make the choice to not follow the traditional path, build my own way. My own way is I will become like a farmer of Z-Run horses, start a guild with that. And from there, maybe yeah. I, I, I work with players, start a DAO, etc., and work, uh, find my own new model of monetization and what's makes me happy and drives me. Um, from there, you might know that, wow, it's, it's such a great idea and people are asking for it that it's worth turning into a business. So let's see how do we scale this to the next level. Got it. Yeah, kind of going with the flow of like what you enjoy doing and then if something, if people want it, then go to bigger. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So to wrap things up, I prepared a quick game. It's called This or That. I'll basically through two things and you can pick which one you like more. Sure. Ready? <laughs> So the first one, waking up early or staying up late? 
Both. <laughs> Both? <laughs> no sleep? <laughs> no sleep. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Got it. What about Ethereum ETH or Sandbox Sand? Ah, uh, that I suppose, Sandbox Sand. <laughs> Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks? Uh, Board Ape. We're Board very Ape. well versed in the space. Yeah, I saw a lot of apes on the on the sandbox land as well. <laughs> we have the captain, so yeah, and we'll use him. Yes, a hundred users that love your game and play it every single day, or a thousand users that maybe play it once a week. Hundred users because the engagement, like I think, I think like those super fans is much more important for specifically in the blockchain space. Awesome, and this last one, ten million dollars or. Go back 10 years in time. That, that's a challenging one. Because it, yeah. It's not about the money, so, so I'm not interested. But at the same time, I, I don't know what I would change in the past. You know, <laughs> why would I want to go back in the past? Mm -hmm. So no need. No need. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for coming on to our podcast. And yeah, wish you the best of luck as well. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The Sandbox Alpha is actually out now, so definitely go check it out and explore the world. And if you're interested in learning more about NFTs, definitely check out our previous video with the founder of the MetaKey NFT project. And as always, if you have any questions or feedback, feel free to message me or leave a comment on our YouTube or Instagram posts. With that, let's grow our seed of innovation and creativity together. I'll see you next time.